This is horrible. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. That sounds very weird. I think to I say, say horrible. Horrible. I don't think. Horrible. I, don't, I don't think. I say hor- horrible. I say horrible. Horrible. And that, my but friends, is cat. a lesson from uh, the New, New England area, oh, <laughs> Providence, <laughs> Rhode Island, and car and coffee. <laughs> Go get the cat. Uh, uh, welcome to Deanna Cruz Unfiltered Podcast. Today we got a guest in the building. The boys are out of town, and Jeff mm-hmm. left me a nice video at two fifty two a.m. on how to record without the guys. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boys, boys are, are out of, away. Yeah. The girls, girls play. shall play. That's it. Yeah. So. Um, I have a really close friend of mine, one of my best friends from Rhode Island. You've heard me talk about her on my podcast several times. She's very talented, and she's done my hair. The only person I really trust with color in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I wanted her on this podcast because I actually talked about her the last podcast when we talked about um, finding your passion and kind of like um, you know reading books about gratitude and all that. Mm-hmm. And you started me on that path. So yes, I wanted yeah. to invite you on this podcast. So uh, welcome, Alicia Rodriguez. Thank you. Yeah. Owner, yes, owner of Lavish Salon in Providence, Rhode Island. We also got Cindy up in the building. Who took some time away from her uh, studying? Uh, I'm sorry I dragged you to this, Cindy. <laughs> Been studying really hard today and yesterday right. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making plans for the future. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that because Valentine's Day is around the corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, uh, happy birthday to my two Aquariuses, by the yes. way. Yes. Yay. Uh, so Cindy celebrated her birthday on Friday. Yep. Um, and then Alicia's birthday Saturday. So mm-hmm. I think it's just really funny too. And I wanted you two to meet because. You're both Aquariuses, yep. and I'm always like, oh, my friend Alicia, this is how she will react. And- I know. She yeah. always talks about you, yeah. so I'm yeah. happy I finally got to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Same with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you two hit it off. Yeah. Definitely. Um, because yeah. Uh, you're both very similar, and, I, and I've and i dated Aquariuses, so I would always run to Alicia and be like, well, he's an Aquarius. Why is he acting this way? And she's like... You know, don't, they're sensitive sometimes, do you? <laughs> I feel like Aquarius men are definitely different than Aquarius women. They're a little bit extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they're, yeah. We're not extra at all. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, we're, right. we're extra, but the guys are like on a whole nother level. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so this is the first time you've ever been on a podcast, period, right? It is. Yeah. Yes. Are yeah. you nervous at all? I don't know. What's yeah. it? I'm <laughs> like, I don't... No, I don't think so. Yeah. Do you sound no. good? Yeah, yeah. Do you sound good. Um, I told you you're going to be fine because you mm-hmm. do do all these like tutorial videos. Yeah. You're very strong and yep. um, on Facebook and mm-hmm. on Instagram. TikTok. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tickety talk. <laughs> Have you heard of this thing called TikTok? TikTok? Can you teach me what the new kids are doing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but I did, aside from our friendship that started off at the W Salon in Providence, yep. remember? It, That's yeah. when I, we first met. So I was getting my hair done by John, who was the owner at W Salon. Yep. And he eventually, he left. And then I had, remember that? No, you were actually hosting Hot Night and you needed an outfit because you were doing a Snooky skit. No, it wasn't even, it didn't. (laughs) That was the day I met you. Wasn't it the day I met you? Yeah. Well, it was, we were doing a video for Roadie Shore. So basically the radio station I worked at, they were giving away like a weekend or a week at one of the Rhode Island beaches. Okay. And so in order to promote it, we all, whoever worked on the station, mm-hmm. picked whoever they wanted to from the Jersey Shore mm-hmm. and, like, had to recreate that image. So I was double D-Wow. Ooh. So it wasn't, like, <laughs> oh, okay, J-Wow, okay. remember? Yes. So I was, like, double D-Wow. And I needed a very <laughs> revealing outfit or... <clears throat> 
aka slutty outfit. Mm, yep. And so I remember I didn't I didn't know you then, right? No. Yeah. So um the girl that was doing my hair who was teasing it to get like the poof and everything mm-hmm. was like, well, if you need a slutty outfit, let me text Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I had my collection of Ed Hardy dresses back mm, in the day. Yes. <laughs> so she didn't know me from anywhere. No. And she, I remember you rushing in to and we work. we were the same size, yeah. which was weird. Yeah. And, and you, everything. you rushed in and you're like, well, I got these pieces. <laughs> and I was like, I would never wear any of this stuff in my life, but okay. And she yeah. said, what do you mean? I wear this to the club. That's it. I I used to go out. Yeah. <laughs> I was out. Um, so she, yeah. So she let me borrow one of the outfits. I don't know if you did my makeup or not. I did not. I you you wore just, my whole outfit. Yeah. And my bombshell bra. Yeah. And, and we stuffed it. That's why I was double D. Wow. Cause honey, I'm not a double D. Um, so yeah. So then yeah. from then on, I think we just exchanged numbers and then we just started hanging out. Alicia's Portuguese on Portuguese. And then, uh, yeah, you're right because John you, still did my hair. You came up to me at the salon. I was sitting at my station waiting between clients and you're like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, Oh, and you're like, you want to grab a drink with me? I'm like, okay. And then we went out and we were like literally attached to the hip after that. Yeah. We clicked right away. Yeah. It was, she knows who she wants to be her friends and so, she makes it happen. Yeah, <laughs> she sure did. I like this person. Yeah, we yeah. vibed. It yeah. was it was good. And yeah. then um yeah, so then John ended up leaving. Then I I went what was that other guy's name that you used to do my hair? That's mm, in Chicago now. Um James. James did it for yes. a little bit. James left. Yep. And then I, I was like, well, whatever. I loved the way she used to blow out my hair, mm-hmm. blow dry. You were just great at that. So I said, <laughs> fine, if she can do it, uh, you know. And yeah. then from then on, I just kept coming to you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, um, and we never had this talk before when you were kind of like pursuing your passion, which was the W salon. Was that your first hairdressing job? No. Where was it? No. Um, Life as a hairdresser. That's the title I worked of this at- podcast. A few different salons before the W, because mm-hmm. I start. I think I was licensed at nineteen, twenty years old. Yeah, and then you I, worked at a couple salons, and then and, yep, they kept they both closed, and then um, the owner of the salon Metropolis knew John mm-hmm. and said, "Listen, I'm closing, but I talked to my friend John. The salon's down the street. He'll hook you up. He has a station open for you." Mm-hmm. And you know, I went there with my client list, and I was there for a good what. Three, four years? I think so. Yeah. Because then you went, um, I remember you wanted to grow, right? And you yeah. wanted to uh, expand. And so you ended up leaving there and working at a different salon. I managed my mom's friend's salon for a little bit, mm-hmm. for about a year. And I was renting a chair. And then, you know, I was like, you know, maybe I could open up my own salon, you know? And then I was like, I learned a lot from her, um... And I was like, you know, if she can do it, maybe, you know, I can do it. Like, and then I have a client, Meredith. Um, I love her so much because I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was, she, um, works at the state house in Rhode Island and stuff. And I was like, Meredith, like I'm thinking about opening up a business, but I don't know where to begin and this and that. She's like, come in, let's have a meeting. I'll sit down with you. I'll tell you what you need. And she told me literally everything from A to Z that I needed to get done. And it was a lot. It was very overwhelming. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, the salon that I was opening, the owner of the building was leaving for Italy in three months. Mm -hmm. Usually it takes about six months to open a business. So I had to get things moving Mm -hmm. fast before she went to Italy. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a lot with like, you know, zoning and your business license and then your retail license and then the fire marshal and just so much so you paperwork. Had to, and you had to do all that before being approved for a business license, basically? You have to make sure the place passes zoning first before you even open a business. Okay. Yeah. 
And then if you get your, we get your business license, then you got to get your retail license if you want to sell product. And, oh. you know, you just there's a lot of fees and stuff. There's just so much paperwork. It was right. very overwhelming. But it was just one thing at a time, you know. And she, you know, if I had any questions, I would call her. She was right there for me. So I'm very grateful for her. Mm-hmm. She definitely helped me out a lot. I, so talk to me about some of the struggles going into owning a salon because I remember phone calls with you, mm-hmm. you crying absolutely. and like, I don't, D, I don't know if I can do this. Oh yeah. I can, you know, absolutely. Um, this is before opening the salon. Um, and I'm not saying it was easy once you opened the salon because then you had the struggles with that. Right. Mm-hmm. But, go, um, kind of like what really pushed you to be like, screw this. I'm going to open my own salon. It, I mean, I feel like it was a lot of people doubting me and a lot of people, I feel like the people that doubted me put a fire in my ass for me to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? It made me just want to do it and prove to myself that I'm better than what they're saying I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for those people. Um, you know, I, it just, it just put a, you know, a fire in me, but like, it was hard. You know, when I first opened the salon, I put all my money into, it. I was dead broke. I barely mm-hmm. could afford, you know, my cell phone bill, you know, my ex was helping me pay, you know, my bills at the time. And, you know, I, I remember having like $50 in my bank account, like praying to God, am I going to have enough for rent? And mm-hmm. the utilities of the salon, like, I think I'm in over my head. How am I going to do this? Like, I'm booked, but I have a whole salon now that nobody knows lavish salon. You know, I got to build a name. I got to hire, a, like, a staff and then build their name. Mm-hmm. And it was it's just a lot. It's a lot of weight on your shoulders. Um, and I didn't, you know, learning different ideas of promoting and taking these classes and business classes and social media classes and just learning how to get the name out there and doing, um, you know, commercials on the radio and doing ads in the paper and trying to be on the directory of all the colleges and, in the, you know, I just tried everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, when you do have those busy days, like I would sit back and be like, wow, like I cannot believe I did this, mm-hmm. you know? So that was, it was a cool moment because I remember, I remember being like 13, 14 years old, like braiding for like $10 a head, you know, like it was just a hobby of mine. And I loved the way, like, you know, when you're done doing someone's hair, like, oh, wow, it looks cool. Like, and it made me feel good because it's like, I don't know. Like, I love pe- making people feel good about themselves. That's something no one could take from you. Right. So it's more of a hobby, but it's literally the only thing I have patience for. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a very hands-on person. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated high school, I went straight to hair school and learning about color and this and that. And, you know, I was always that friend in high school that did the makeup, did the updos for the school dances. Mm-hmm. I would braid everyone's hair. Um it was like a, a natural talent. Like, I taught myself how to do with all that. Mm-hmm. So going to school and learning all the ins and outs and you know, experimenting with color and then doing someone's haircut and color. They're like, wow, like, I love it. It was just, it's just a cool feeling. So that's why I fell in love with the industry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really did. Yeah. So um, you opened your salon and that mm-hmm. was in, um, on the Hill, correct? In Providence? Yeah. What street was right, that? Uh, Dean Street, right between um, Broadway and Federal Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was your first location. Mm-hmm. Uh how did you go about then hiring some stylists? Because for a while it was just you, right? Yeah. Okay. So then who did you hire first? And I don't, I, I feel don't know like if I've, I can remember oh who. Oh my God. I've been through a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I know that the owner of the uh, owner of the building, her daughter was renting a chair for me. Okay. Um, I had a few girls start, I had eyelash tech, a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a, a few girls, you know, I feel like. 
staff, I think, is the hardest part of owning a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people are so flaky. They come and go. You know, you don't know, you know, or, or you know, they're just like, oh, this is not for me, or they want to do something else, or my salon was brand new. It wasn't popping. People weren't pouring in the door. So like, oh, it's kind of slow. I want to work in a busier, more established salon. Mm-hmm. You got to respect that person. You know, I'm like, listen, I'm, when I interview them, I'm a brand new business. I'm trying to get the name out there. We're not crazy busy. Like, you know, did, so- did you find yourself hiring just new people right out of school? I did hire some new girls out mm-hmm. of school there. I feel like everyone I hired was absolutely talented. You know, um, every, every girl that I hired, and guy, you know, um, guys are were really, really talented. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of talent that worked in the salon. But, you know, some people, you know, just decided to do something different or whatever or rent a chair and, you mm-hmm. know, build a, their clientele and go rent. You know, like I always – I have like atta- – like I get attached to people, but you, got, I got to realize as a business owner, people are going to come and go and mm-hmm. the salon could be like a stepping stone for them. So you just got to respect that also. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You're known for curly cuts. Yes. Um, explain that to people, so to the listener. Like, mm-hmm. maybe what's a curly cut? So, so I've been cutting curly hair for about thirteen years now. I've been cutting curly hair dry for a little over ten years. So, um, I took a curly cutting class over ten years ago. Is it, is it the diva? It is was it? a diva cutting class. Yup, and they cut the hair dry. And I've taken a lot of curly cutting classes, but they cut the hair wet. So it's my first time taking a dry curly cutting class so in other words uh for our listeners normally when you go to the hairdresser they wash your hair exactly and then they cut it exactly. when it's wet yeah but what alicia does and with the you curly cut, cut you cut it dry because you're going with the the curl correct yep. so every curly girl has three to four different curl patterns if not more naturally so if you cut the curls wet water usually stretches the curls out and makes the hair appear longer so i can cut it wet and it'll look great wet but when it shrinks up every curl shrinks up differently giving you a very uneven shape when you wear it curly but because i'm cutting your hair to its natural natural curl pattern if you were to straighten it it's going to be uneven Mm -hmm. so this is a haircut for someone that's trying to embrace their natural curl you know doesn't really straighten their hair a lot um but yeah i you know i i started doing before and afters and doing a lot of pictures on instagram and facebook and one of my pictures went viral and then a lot of my inbox just started blowing up and people like oh can i book an appointment and you cut curly hair and i'm trying to go curly and you know then i started studying curls more reading books on it about heat damage and Mm -hmm. stuff like that because the consultation is the most important part of the appointment you want to be knowledgeable and know your stuff, you know what I mean? So I started learning a lot and then giving advice about heat damage and, and taking care of it and how often you should wash it and what products you should use and do a satin bonnet or a pillowcase, less frizz in the morning and mm-hmm. giving them a little tips and tricks and how to apply the product and what products do you like and what products do you don't like, you know. Because a lot of curly girls are super nervous to sit in your chair because mm-hmm. they always have like some horror story or they had the bad haircut or whatever. So you just got to make sure they're 100% comfortable before you put the scissors to their hair. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's my number one goal before I cut anyone's hair is to make sure that they're comfortable. And this person has to embrace their curl and wear it every day. Cur- yeah. Basically, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not someone like me who would probably blow dry my hair all the time. Exactly. But, so you'd get a straight haircut. Uh, but like, let's say it is someone like me, someone who tends to blow dry their hair all the time mm-hmm. and never really embrace their curl. Mm-hmm. 
what it's, what are some suggestions as far as like, okay, now I want to try to not have to blow dry every day, right? Mm-hmm. What do I do? Um, so you do would, I go and get a curly cut or? You would wash and scrunch it. You wouldn't blow dry. You would put no heat to it mm-hmm. because the disulfite bonds in your hair are broken. That's why your hair's not curling anymore like it used to when you were younger. Uh, okay. So your hair's wavy or it's straight. So you, you should start doing protein treatments, moisturizing treatments, bond multipliers. Like I love Olaplex. Olaplex has worked so much on my clients hair for like heat damage and stuff both curly and straight hair right? yeah, yeah yeah it's for Not, both right but i but for my curly clients i always tell them like if you have heat damage try to do some bond multiplier treatments because it glues those bonds back together that were broken that killed your curl because you want your curl to come back to life mm-hmm. you know what i mean and don't you know try not to tie it up tight um do your satin bonnet or pillowcase at night like and mm-hmm. and just you know over time, you will notice your curl will come back to life. And then would you say then book a consultation with you and be like, all right, well, help, now help me. Yeah. 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 Once your hair starts curling, then you would go in for a curly cut because mm-hmm. it's probably going to be all over the place and a little uneven. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to do your treatments, make your hair curl up and then do the curly cut. You don't want to come in for a curly cut if your hair straight or wa- like barely wavy. You know what right. I mean? There's really... So, so, um, I know you, some of your clients travel from afar. Uh, where, what was the mm-hmm. furthest that they've come from? To get their hair cut by you. Shoot. Hmm. I had two girls fly in from California together. I had a woman fly in from Texas. I had two older women fly in from Florida. Mm -hmm. One from um, Fort Lauderdale and the other uh, Tampa. Mm Mm-hmm. So and I, how do they find you? Instagram, social yeah. media, do you word think, of mouth. Yeah. Do you think social media has really helped your business? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Like, because it's literally like my online portfolio and friends and people could tag their friends like, oh, look, check this girl out, blah, blah, blah. You know, I have a lot of clients that drive from New York, Boston, um, Connecticut, you know, all different parts because of social media. Mm-hmm. Like word of mouth spreads, but. A lot of people like to see before and afters and see it with their own eyes. They want to see what type of textures I deal with because I don't have a huge afro. So what is going to make a girl with tight curly hair that has an afro sit in my chair and feel comfortable? Mm -hmm. But if I post my before and afters and they're like, wow, she really does a good job cutting my texture, they're going to feel more comfortable. So it helps a lot. Yeah. What a transformation. Yeah. Um, So... Did you take a social media class? I've taken a few, yeah. 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 And the, about- did you learn that? Because I know you do a lot with um, before and afters. You do a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So And I'm still learning, definitely. Yeah. But I learned about tagging, hashtagging. You know, I've had multiple companies reach out to me through Instagram to work for them because of my work from tagging and hashtagging them. So I'm super grateful for mm-hmm. that also. But it, it's... Social media is definitely like changed the game. Like, and out drastically. of all the platforms, which one do you think is um, the one that you use the most? Definitely Instagram. Yeah, I use Facebook too, and I do Facebook ads, but I use Instagram a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And how, what about TikTok? We were kind of talking about. I it. started a page. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of young, the younger generations follow TikTok, but mm-hmm. it's a definitely a good. I've gotten followers from TikTok on Instagram. Okay, you know, because like I'll do like a video and and be like, oh. Um, Follow me on Instagram and watch the full video and I'll get a bunch of, you know, followers that way. Mm. But, um, yeah, I feel, I'm still learning about it. I don't really know, you know, outside of Instagram, like when you do the hashtags and people are, Mm. you know, do you also like pay for advertisement on Instagram? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. do? I do. Yeah. I didn't know So like it should pop up on people. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll do it on the salon's Instagram page. So I'll like spawn, like, well, you have your own personal one, right? Exactly. And then you have lavish salon on Instagram as well. Yep. And then all my stylists at the salon have their own. And I think that you kind of like, 
have taught them how to do that as well, correct? Yeah. Or push them. I kind mean, of they, had that, they, like... they've learned, we learned a lot together, you know, like, um, some of the stylists that worked for me already knew how to post on Instagram and knew what they were doing. There were some that didn't mm -hmm. and I'd show them everything I learned and there's more to learn, you know, then we take classes together and we learn together and stuff. Um, and we'll show each other like, Oh, I learned this cool thing. Like try this or whatever. We're editing videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we feed off each other. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. What are some of the, um, we have spring around the corner, hopefully. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? What are some trends that you're seeing that are going to be popular for hair? So the mullet is definitely back. Oh, hey. I know. The mullet's back. The Somebody's shag, one step ahead. The, the shag is back. Um, the perms, shag is? Yes, and oh. the perm. Everyone's getting perms now. That's crazy. Yeah. What about, what about people like me with like thin, short hair? Like it's pretty flat. Like mm -hmm. what would be a good cut for me? I mean, you could, you could do so much with it. You can do a bob. You could do a shag. You can do What's a shag. So it's really like short layers on the top and it's very PC and messy looking. It's cool. Uh -huh. I mean, if it's done right, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, was it the Billie Eilish? Like the uh, root, mm -hmm. the color root is in. I've been seeing that more. Yeah. So have you done any of those? Like I haven't like that done yet? it. No. no, but I've seen it a lot. Like they're bleaching out the root and doing like a pop of color at the root, mm -hmm. you know, or like split down the middle, one color on one side, one color on the other. Like I had that years ago, and it's coming back. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing that a lot on social media. Yeah. Do you want to try that, Cindy? Split in the middle. I nah. think that'll be great when you visit patients <laughs> <laughs> at the hospital and stuff. Yeah. But I'm interested in seeing what the shag looks like because I need something that's going to make me look like I got more volume than I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, mm -hmm. I don't have very much volume. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as color trends, what are you seeing for someone like me who's a little bit more conservative with my hair color? <laughs> um, by what is it? Balayage. 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 Bachata. Um, that was huge for a while. Do you think that that's kind of fading out or people um, still doing oh it? Oh my God. You know what's coming back? The what? chunky highlights. Oh, I don't like chunky They're highlights. coming back so strong. Like the chunk like on the, the Cuban Yeah, ones? the like, chunk, like the, you know, the blonde chunk with the red and the black, like back in the day, that's coming back. No. The chunky highlights are coming back. I don't like that. I know. But I still do a lot of balayages though, but the chunk is coming back. Uh, mm -hmm. Any colors, any specific, like, uh, or is that more seasonal? Like if the summer's coming, then you I go a little lighter. Exactly. With the... I feel like that goes with any like technique. You know what I mean? Chunky mm -hmm. or not, or natural, or balayage. I feel like a springtime, we get flooded with highlights. Everyone wants to go lighter mm -hmm. and, you know, softer colors. And then fall comes, everybody wants to go darker, mm -hmm. chocolate, red, auburns, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so I, I wanted to have you on here, not just to talk about hair, uh, <laughs> but all these are, are obviously interesting mm -hmm. to me. Um, but I did also want to talk to you about, um, we've had separate conversations where it was like, um, you know, uh, about following your passion, following mm -hmm. your dream. And, um, you had suggested one book for me to read. And I think that they also have like a, um, a special or a little, a video you can watch on, uh, Netflix, or it's definitely on YouTube, but mm -hmm. it was like, do you remember the name of the book? The Secret. The Secret. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yes. When I was having my mental breakdowns when I first opened the salon and I didn't know what the hell I was doing and if I did the right thing, I read that book every night and mm -hmm. that book actually got me through it, you know? Right. It really did. And it's law of attraction. If you're dwelling in it, you're going to attract negative. Mm -hmm. If you 
are like optimistic and you think like, all right, today's going to be a good day. Boom. The phone's ringing off the hook. All these people are walking in. It's like so crazy, but it, ha- it works. You just got to believe in it. Right. You know, and that was something I was learning reading the book about law of attraction and, you know, being grateful and yeah. And I thought I, the book also had to do a lot with gratitude. Absolutely. Um, and it had these exercises you would do on a exactly. daily basis. I it was did like every 30 single days or something yep. maybe you had to do. Yep. And then it was like, right, you know, write these, whatever, what you're grateful for every night mm-hmm. um, and do it in the morning. So you wake up with a positive attitude. attitude. You go to bed with a positive attitude. Yeah. So you don't, you know, kind of drag yourself down throughout exactly. the day. Um, yep. So yep. it started off with that book. And then I've, I've read a, a numerous books after that, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of changing the way you think, right? Absolutely. Um, yep. And I think that's that's huge. Um, and, and kind of like being like, well, don't be negative about it and being grateful for what you have right now. But still pursuing that passion, right? Some people Whatever are it is. never satisfied, no mm-hmm. matter how successful they are. And it's really, really sad because... Th- it's like you don't realize what you have until you lose everything. Mm-hmm. You have to be grateful for it. every day you wake up, every day you're healthy. Be grateful that, you know, if you do wake up and you love what you're doing, like just be grateful. Like, and, you know, obviously if you have goals and dreams, like work for it, but don't be discouraged and, and dwell on what you don't have because mm-hmm. you're not enjoying life. What's the point? Right. You know what I mean? Life's All too the, short. Literally. What is the point of working so hard, so hard, so hard to get that goal? And then that whole time you're, you're living a really good life that people would wish they would have. And mm-hmm. you're being miserable because it's not what you want. Right. Like you can't, you can't live like that. And so that was something I had to learn. Yeah. And if you have employees like you, like, Mm-hmm. You'd be dragging them down too instead of appreciating them and like helping them flourish Absolutely. and all that. Absolutely, yep. Setting um, the setting the standard or whatever yep. for right. them. Yep. Right. So I so I do think it's super important and to be positive and to follow your passion. You mentioned that you knew you wanted to do hair mm-hmm. even in like high school, right? Yeah, it was yeah. literally the only thing I had patience for. And I absolutely love making people feel good about themselves. Right. So I just wanted to learn. It's like an artistic field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm very hands-on. And um, there's so much that you can do. Like, you know, there's you could do makeup. You could do ha- um, color. You could specialize in men's cuts. You could specialize in extensions. You know, I just like the art of transformation. So what part, what part do you like? What do you like being in the chair? Are you someone who likes to do color? Do you like to do cuts? Do you like what? What is it so about? So I love to do my curly cuts because I feel like a curly cut is just so much more than a regular cut. You know what I mean? Like I feel like every girl is completely different. Mm-hmm. It's not the same haircut on everybody. Everyone's curls is completely different. Everyone has a different story. It's more of a personal haircut you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I'm a personal person so I get to you know meet my clientele is absolutely amazing I meet a lot of cool people that's funny because I think when I first met you you really enjoyed doing color yeah it was like the crazy colors that you would never do on me (laughs) so I was like and um even you like uh I I definitely love to do color too yes yeah well I find it funny because when for the I mean we have known you over 10 years now um Mm -hmm. the first seven I would say maybe eight you did not have a normal hair color like and normal to me is like dark or blonde you know it was always you were trying new things it was blue it was pink it was Mm -hmm. bangs you know new bangs or whatever purple teal yeah a matter of and i tracked that clientele so that made my color clientele grow you know Mm -hmm. like wow cool i love your hair oh i'm a hairstylist this is my card i can you know oh you can do that to me like yeah yeah so it was it was definitely an easy conversation piece you know especially random people would just always walk up to me right and say something about my hair yeah and Mm -hmm. then i think in the recent couple years you've just gone with your natural color 
yep. right? And I then, threw the towel in. <laughs> I threw the towel in. Is it just that you got tired of coloring all these crazy colors, I, or you? Were I just... felt like when it got to the point where I was coloring my own hair in my own bathroom, I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. Nope. I got too busy. Nobody wants to stay late after hours, you know, to color it. And I didn't want to even stay. Late. I just want to go home. Right. I want something easy maintenance that, like, if my roots grow in, it doesn't look crazy. Yeah. You know, I was just like, it's just too much. I needed to let my hair breathe. Like. A lot of bleach over the years. <laughs> what have what has been your favorite look on you? With the colors? Yeah. I loved the purple. The purple was my favorite. Really? I had purple. Like the, it was like a lavender or no, a dark, dark, the dark purple. No, the dark purple. That was my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had that for a few years. What are some tips you have for people who do go, let's say they do the purple, the red, the pink, you know, the, um, and it tends to, uh, how do I say it? Not uh, be absorbed or kind of not last that long. How can you keep, so they keep could, that color for They longer? have treatments with color in it mm-hmm. to refreshen it that they could do at home in between like visits to the salon and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have like red shampoos or purple shampoos or blue shampoos to ke- help refresh the color. Mm-hmm. I would recommend those. But when you're bleaching and changing the color so much, I recommend a lot, a lot of protein treatments and moisturizing treatments mm-hmm. so the integrity of your hair doesn't get compromised and you keep it healthy. So you say protein treatments. In my mind, I'm thinking I have to eat more protein. What are you referring to? <laughs> Like a hair, like a hair protein treatment. It's like like what? Know. Do you have a brand that you may? There's so many, many different. Okay. There's so many different kinds. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go back to you and and passion and following your passion. So mm-hmm. I I know of your struggle in the beginning and how hard it was. Was there ever a time that you just felt like throwing in the towel and being like, "F yep. this, yep. I am done." Yep. Two so. uh, two two years into opening the salon, I was. I had like a meltdown. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. And this was still at the old salon, at the new location. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So my lease was going up. I didn't know if I wanted, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know if I want to relocate. I, I was, it was just so stressful. I was like, you know, I'm busy, my, you know, but it's just like the, the pressure of have trying to get everyone in the salon busy, getting the salon, bu- you know what I mean? Like making everyone happy. You have all these different personalities under one roof. You want to make sure they get along. You want to make sure every, everyone's satisfied. You know, if they're, if they're dead, they're looking at you like, why am I dead? You know, it's just so much. I was just like, I could just focus on myself, rent a chair, travel, do what mm-hmm. I got to do. Like this is, you know, but I, um, I met with an old friend to pick something up at her house. Was and, that me? No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> and she did not know that I was thinking about closing at all. She did not know. And she remembers me from, you know, clubbing, you know, high school, outside, of, you know, young. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. I remember, like, back in the day, you used to braid for $10 a head. Like, look at you now, like, mm-hmm. doing you, like... And so many people talk about your salon and I'm so proud of you and look how far you've gone. Like I'll be like in like Brockton or like Springfield, Mass. People are talking about your salon and, you know, like I literally left her house and cried the whole way home. I'm like, I can't close the salon. Mm -hmm. Like I can't. I worked so hard, like all that hard work for nothing, you know, like so that was an eye opener. And I felt like I needed to meet with her that night at that moment. It was all meant to happen. Right. So I had a staff meeting. And I told my staff, I am not closing. I'm going to relocate. You know, I went back to my hometown, East Providence. It's cute. Little spot right off the highway. Got its own um, parking lot. And, you know, I got it all renovated and had all the furniture, like, custom made to fit and everything. Mm -hmm. I decorated it in my style, my way, you know. I wanted to kind of be like a boutique-y look, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I've been there ever since, you know. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm really happy that I didn't. 
quit because mm-hmm. I mean I never thought in a million years I'd be where I'm at today you know what I mean but I mean it's a it takes a huge mental note on you when you're a business owner like everyone says it's hard it's hard it's hard but you don't realize how hard it is until you're in it mm-hmm. you got the talent you got the business you got the reputation but then you got to have a steady staff that represents the salon the right way represent you know and you got to make sure everything's flowing good and you know the clients are satisfied and you know what I mean like it's, it's just a lot it's a lot. Uh, moving salons, and it was, I mean, listen, it's Rhode Island. We're not, it's not that big. Uh, but going no. from Providence to East Providence, and I, I mean, you hopped around a couple of times. I was nervous a little did bit. You, did you lose any clients? Do you find I that lost people- a little bit, yeah. but honestly, I felt, I was nervous. I was definitely nervous because, I mean, Rhode Island's small, but nobody likes to move anywhere. <laughs> if it's like five minutes down the road, they think it's too far. Yeah. But when I moved to East Providence... I felt like I gained so much more clientele. Like, oh, yeah. And they're like, you could park on the street, you don't get tickets. You know, you, you, we have our parking lot. Like, there's so much parking. Like, in Providence, you had to park two blocks down the road, and people were getting towed. Yeah. Cars were getting broken into. Like, it was just crazy. My staff didn't even have parking. You know, snow and rain, and they had to walk down the street to co- come to work. Mm-hmm. So I gained a lot more clientele. Um, at Going the new to East lo- Providence. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, by the way, mention the location. Uh, I don't know what street it's on. 58 John Street in East Providence, Rhode <laughs> Island. <laughs> <laughs> right by Dunkin' Donuts. Right. And that Porchy's Bakery. <laughs> yes, Totenab Bakery. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I'm there, I'm always, I got to pop into the, the uh, Porchy's Bakery. Because yep. now in, in Seattle, like I said, there's not, I haven't really met any Porchy's people. There's definitely not a Porchy's Bakery. So mm-hmm. um, when I'm there, <laughs> I'll walk over with like, when you when you got color, right? Yeah, so yeah, I got to yeah. sit there for half an hour, however long. I just go walk across the street. So. Literally. Yep. Yeah. Um, you said the toughest part is definitely um, finding the right people to work at the salon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, where do you if where do you find the right people to work I at mean, the salon? I, like I have people send me resumes constantly, mm-hmm. and I have you know teachers from like Paul Mitchell, Tony guy emailing me. Like I have oh, this okay. awesome student. I really think she'd be a good fit if you want to interview her. So that's been a big help. Um, but I'm all about vibes. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to make sure that everybody gets along and, mm-hmm. you know, because the staff I have now, everybody's getting along. It's so peaceful. You know what I mean? Right. You don't want to have that one bad apple to ruin it for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a small salon. So is, yeah, we are small. in each other's face. So we, we just want to make sure that <laughs> we all get along. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Definitely. Uh, what school did you go to? What here? I went to Arthur Angelo. I was the last graduating class. I think Empire. It's called Empire now. Oh, so they ended up closing or they sold it off to Empire yeah, probably? Th- yeah. Okay. Well, I think it was Regis and then Empire bought that out. But yeah. Huh. It was um, a long time ago. Going back, <laughs> going back to, pa- to your passion, right? So um, you struggled. You stayed open. Mm. You opened a, a new location. Yeah. So you moved to a new location. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like things started happening. Like you started getting contacted by um, all these like reps from mm-hmm. uh, for hair and going to and, – and, and they would fly you out yeah. to Florida, to here, to Hawaii. So – yeah. And that's sort of surreal. Literally. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So. Like I, um, I've been using Olaplex for about five years now. And about three years ago, they reached out to me and said, I love your work. Uh, you know, I, you know, would you like to represent us? This and that. And I'm like, of course. Like I talk about like in all my posts, I'm like Olaplex before and afters and this and that. And at the time, Olaplex didn't, um, weren't they just doing like you would use it if you were getting highlights, right? 
Is that, or no? Am I talking? Well, yeah, no. You mix it in the lightener and everything. It helps keep the integrity of the hair healthy. And then they started kind of they bring like the shampoo and conditioner now. They got yeah. leave-ins. They got dry oil. Like they got a bunch of stuff. They're expanding. It's mm-hmm. awesome. We they did the five-year anniversary. They flew all all the advocates to Hawaii. Absolutely best like experience of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I every day I would wake up at six like 20 in the morning to make sure I watched that sun come up because I was like I cannot believe I am here this is my life right now like it was so cool like till the, like till the day I die I'll never forget that shit yeah. it was so awesome so you woke up at 6 20 in the morning did you go to bed afterwards <laughs> <laughs> kind of no. like I'm done <laughs> we had class yeah. every morning and then we had events every night and then we had free time midday so I mm-hmm. got to meet a lot of people from different you know industry ex- yeah. Yeah. but you were also not only was it uh, were you learning on this you were able to network Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I met so many amazing people. And I feel like every year they, we have a different trip. So you get closer and closer. And we all follow each other on social media. And just build like a relationship with all the reps. And then I work the New York hair show usually every year. And the Orlando. I love the Orlando hair show too. And I like to work the Olaplex booth. So you get to know the workers and the, the advocates better too when you know, you're know you hanging out with them too. Right. I've um, had some good times with them. And then what was the other brand that you did? Olaplex. Was the other one curly, like a curly one or no? So Diva Curl did reach out to me to work for them as an educator, but I held back because I work with Cosmoprof and Modern Salon. Mm. So like Cosmoprof, like if, you know, a different line comes out with a curly line and they want me Uh, to try it out, like if I'm locked in with one company, I can't, you know what I mean? So I wanted to make sure my options were open and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Cosmoprof reached out to me and asked me to be a Cosmopro. And then Modern Salon reached out to me and asked me to be a part of the artistic team, Mm -hmm. um, uh, collected, you know, and I was featured in the Modern Salon magazine, which was also a dream of mine since I was younger. So that was awesome. You know, it was just a lot happening. It was kind of like Surreal, you know one I mean? after another. Yeah, like, uh, do you think as a business owner, um, it's important to be going to these networking events? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of hairstylists get stale and they get so stubborn and stuck in their ways. And they're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like times, like everything changes. There's different techniques. There's different, I don't know, like, you know, perms are coming back. There's different ways of perming now. Like you don't, no one knows everything. There's always something to learn. I'm super open-minded and I love the hair shows and I love taking classes. I'm all about education. I'm all about learning. And I'm thinking also to start teaching classes and, you know, about mm-hmm. like curls. So um, start doing some education because I have a lot of hairstylists reach out to me like, oh, do you teach classes on cotton curly hair and about curls? And so I'm trying to get my hands into that too and start getting that all set up. So, yeah. Um, do you think, have you done a perm recently? Or? Um no no yeah, okay. <laughs> I haven't done one since school but really yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like probably when you were coming out of school is when like the perm started going out like yeah I would definitely want to know my ins and outs of a perm before I even do it on a client I yeah. want to make sure I know what I'm doing definitely yeah mm-hmm. um so do you think as a hairstylist that you sh- that you should keep up to you know to the new with the new trends absolutely and, yeah absolutely um, if you don't jump on the train you're gonna miss it yeah you know what I mean you're just gonna have I mean if this is the thing, though. Everyone's different. If you if have if your book's solid and you have that steady clientele that's gonna, you know, stay with you until they get old and great, whatever. You know what I mean? And you're satisfied, then go good for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some people are just fine. I'm booked. I don't I'm need book, a, yeah. I don't yeah. Need I don't. To learn what do anything. I need? To, exactly. Me. I'm. I like to try new things. I like to be out there more. So every stylist is different. different. You know what I mean? So, but I think it's more. I think it's very important to be. 
who are some of the stylists that you look up to? Oh, I love Lisa. She works with Cosmoprof. I look up to her. I love her. She's like, what is she? What is she known for? She specializes in curly hair, mm-hmm. color and curly hair, and everything. I love her so much. Um, you know, Shy Emil. I, I look up to him. Um, Lorraine Massey. I love her. Who's she? She created Diva Curl years ago. She sold the company. She has her own line now. She does different stuff, but like, she's been studying curls since the '90s. Like, she knows her stuff. You know, is, is she curled? Does she have curly hair? Oh yeah. yeah. I met her. I seen her at the. Um, I met her at the hair show in New York a few years ago. Totally freaked out. Act like a like a groupie, a celebrity. I, like a celebrity to Alicia. I like she was like buying something at one of the boots, and I like tapped on the show. I was like, "Excuse me, are you Lorraine Massey?" And she's like, "Yeah." And she had this cute accent. I was like, "Oh my god!" I read your books. I'm obsessed. Can I take? It? I totally freaked out, and she was so nice. And then I I seen her in Orlando, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I grabbed Jamie, my manager's hand. I was like, "Jamie, there's Lorraine Massey. Go say hi." Like I just love uh, her so much. Her aura and her. Her vibes are so bomb. She's so earthy and like I don't know. She she's so cool. I want to take a class with her in New York City. She okay. has a salon in New York. I does, love her. Is, does she still work behind the chair? Yeah, she does. She still teaches class. She teaches classes, curl by curls, and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I definitely want to take a um a class with her. So uh, because you're still obviously pursuing your passion and you have this drive, what do you think your next step is for the salon and for yourself? Probably education. I feel like I'm, I'm, I really want to start teaching classes. It's something completely different. You know, um, I've taught a few already and I've gotten a really good response. I, I think I definitely want to get into education, be, mm-hmm. you know, and try to get my foot in the door with that. So yeah. yeah. Education. Yeah. Do yeah. you find your, do you see yourself? Um, I feel like er, to me, every stylist wants to be like this famous stylist and doing, you know, like the star's hair and stuff like that. Yes. Is well, that I love Chris Appleton too. Mm-hmm. He's another person that I Who love. does JLo's hair, by the way. Yep. And yeah. Kim K. Do you think that, that uh, would that be something that interests you or you just. That was always a dream of mine when I was younger. It's a lot of hard work though. You know what I mean? Especially if you own a salon. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, like, God forbid I had an opportunity, I would, like, freak out and be like, hell yeah, but mm-hmm. it's it's not something that I'm I'm waking up every morning thinking about, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're I just, living their life, like, you gotta be I there gotta, when they need that you. Person's, yeah. I gotta be at the, I gotta, I gotta try to be at the salon more and stuff and, you know, focus on. Do you think you'll open other locations of Lavish I thought about it. Yeah. I thought about it, but it's a lot, and... I feel like when you're not there, it's not run the way you want it. I don't know. Everyone's different. They're like, oh, you got to get a manager that you trust. Are you a micromanager? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I don't know. I just like to be there. Like I get anxiety when I have to travel and I'm not there, you know, like um, granted, I, you know, my staff, I love them and I, I do trust them, but it's. To own, I don't know how people do it. It's just so stressful. Like I, I have such a small salon, and I and I and feel yeah, you're already stressed out. Yeah, with like I, <laughs> people have like all these locations and all these people they manage. I'm like, how do they deal with it? Like, yeah. and it has your name, and you like want to make sure like yeah. it keeps the integrity of like what you wanted it to. be. You have to have really thick skin mm-hmm. to be a very successful business owner. I'm learning that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I get attached to people. I keep you telling know. you stop doing that. I know. She's like, Aquarius. She uh, I, that's what I said. I know. She told me from the jump. And that's one thing that I learned as a business owner. You cannot mix friendship with business. Mm-hmm. It does mess things up. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm a brand new business owner. I didn't know. You know right. what I mean? I just, I wanted... Everyone to be happy. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. I tried my best, but, you know. Why did you, why did you pick the name Lavish Salon? 
I wanted something short, something simple, something classy. I remember brainstorming with clients and and I was going to call it The Lavish Salon. And then I had a client, Stacy, tell me, drop the the and just call it Lavish Salon. I'm like, hmm like lavish, you know, and I was like, Oh, I got my hair done at lavish. And I was like, you think people would say that? She's like, yeah, hell yeah. And it was funny. Cause I remember the first time I heard a client actually, Oh, I'm at lavish getting my hair done. I'm like, no, cause I remember that conversation with her. Like, do you think people would really say that? But uh, it, it was a surreal moment too. But yeah, I, I just want something short and simple, mm-hmm. but ma- classy. You know, I want, I deal with a lot of, um, I worked in so many different salons over the years, you know, and I didn't want to be, some people, they're so um, stereotypical. Like, oh, that's a white salon. Oh, that's a Spanish salon. Oh, that I have so many different type of clientele. I want anyone and everyone to feel comfortable coming to the salon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I have um, clients of all different backgrounds and cultures and everything. All different hair textures. Like, if you're a hairstylist, you need to know how to deal with all type of hair textures. You know what I mean? That's what you're licensed for. If someone comes in with a huge afro, you need to know how to deal with it. And, and, and educate them. And, you know... Cut the hair the right way. If someone has pinched straight hair, thin hair, you need to know how, you know? So I I like the the variety of clientele that we deal with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wanted to make sure it was, you know, for everyone. Do you ever see yourself traveling and um and just like renting a chair and, and doing that? We've talked about this. Then. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because yep. I have a lot of people inbox me like from different states. Oh, I wish you were here. And there's nobody that cuts curly hair in this area. I tell them, get some friends together. If it's worth it, I'll fly there. I'll rent a chair for a day or two. And, you know, I can cut your hair. Like there's an app I have on my phone and you could literally type in the city or the state or whatever, the area. Mm-hmm. And all these salons will come up and, you know... um, how much they rent the chair for or whatever. So that's something I've always wanted to do. I love traveling. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know, it definitely broadens your clientele too. You right. know what I mean? But um, yeah, that's definitely something I thought yeah, about. It depends on what you, what you, what you want, right? It's like mm-hmm. that's, that's an idea you have. Depends on if you really want to do it, then you can kind of... Yeah, and then you got to get the people together, too. Right. Can't fly somewhere and, and you know... Hey, guys, I'm here. For one yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. like... <laughs> guys, I'm here. Unless right? they're a millionaire and they pay for your flight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work on that. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so final. my final question is kind of, what is your advice to someone, and it doesn't have to be in the hair industry, but someone in general who's kind of like just been pursuing their passion and, and you know, they kind of are like, man, screw this. I just want to like throw in the towel and not do it anymore. How do you not give up on that dream? You just don't give up. (laughs) You just just don't like, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have your moments where you're going to break. I remember working to like two, three, three thirty your feet, your feet hurting. There's water blisters on the back of my feet, like so. And then had to be up early in the morning to open the salon. You know, the next day I'm like, I can't do this. And, and you know, um, I would just be like, one day it's going to be worth it. One day it's going to be worth it. One day it's going to be worth it. But I'm like, when is that day ever going to happen? You know, mm-hmm. but I, you just don't give up. You just do not give up. Mm-hmm. You got, you got to keep your head up held high. And, and if you love it, make it worth it because nothing is better than waking up every morning and doing what you love. There's so many people that don't and mm-hmm. they're miserable. Like if you love what you do, just do it. Just make it work. Don't, you know what I mean? Like figure it out. Don't don't let people discourage you. There's a lot of haters out there. If anything, let those haters put a fire in an ass and make you want to do it because they're just sitting back waiting for you to fail. And just keep th- keep that in your mind, and and that helps you. That gives you that drive. You know what I mean? 
You see why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you give a, your Instagram follow and all that for everyone who's listening who wants to kind of check out your work? Also, the um, where Lavish Salon is located once mm-hmm. again and your website. Okay, so the salon is Lavish Salon in East Providence, Rhode Island. It's located in 58 John Street, East Providence. And the website is www.lavishsalonri.com. Our Instagram is at lavishsalonri. And my Instagram is at here majesty with no Y, three I's at the end. All right, there you have it. So fancy. That's it. (laughs) Did you bring your scissors? Right. Use a haircut before you get on the flight. (laughs) (laughs) I was like this close to ask her. Can you bring? Oh, you said I don't. I don't really need a trim, but I was like. "Hmm." But I hate having to. I hate having a friend. I feel like right. I this is your, your job. The last time I was here, I cut your hair in your bathroom. You did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked her to bring her scissors. Yeah, she did. Yeah, because I had just moved out here and I didn't want to go to anybody. I was, she was scared, freaking out. Yeah, Man, like, I was like, bring your I just heard horror stories and I was so afraid to go somebody to someone new. And I'm like, I'm not gonna go. Like, yeah. you know. So uh, I, I waited, oh, and then every time I would travel back home, I'd always book an appointment with Alicia yeah. to get my hair done. Yeah, and I happened, literally come straight from the airport. Yeah, I would drive. I'd rent a car. <laughs> I'd fly in from to Boston, go straight to the salon. She yeah. would stay later, and she's yeah. like, "Is it just a trim, or you need color?" And I love your color. She's like a whole makeover, but that's like freaking midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Ordering food, yeah. like, all right, let's make a night of it. And then if my friends wanted to see me, I'd be like, come to lavish salon, right? <laughs> After hours, everyone. <laughs> So Literally. and so, I just saw you in December when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gave me a good trim and color and stuff. So yeah. that was fine. Um, so I'm good for now. For now, uh, but it, it is hard because I don't know. It, even that relationship behind, you know, the person behind a chair, trusting somebody with your hair. I don't know. It's like I it's, have a hard time. It's yeah, hard to no. find the right person. Yeah, that's why when someone finds someone they love, they're so loyal. A hundred percent. I don't want to respect leave. that because yeah. it's not just the haircut. It's like. The blow dry. Mm. Then it's, I haven't tried anyone out here in Seattle for color, but then it's the color. As you mess up any one of those, forget it. I'm yeah. not coming back, right? So yeah. it's really hard for yeah. me to like, oh, you know, and yeah. I, and like I said, I'm conservative. I like what I like and like, you know, yeah. um, don't, don't, don't mess with my hair. <laughs> It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good. Don't mess with it. Because when I go to back to Alicia, she'll be like, who did your hair? Like, they messed what? up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyhow, I hope that this um, this episode helped you if you're trying to pursue your passion and you've ever been in that kind of like situation where you're like, man, should I still, oh, I've been trying so hard. It's been like three years and I still haven't getting, gotten like to get back into what I love or any of that stuff, which I've had my moments too. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to this and maybe you have to kind of fine tune what your passion is. Maybe you got to kind of adjust it a little bit more because yep. like Alicia said times have changed you know yeah literally so, um, but don't give up on it it's, it's helping me because I've got some future plans for myself yeah and so this is why you two needed to connect need that's it some guidance yeah these Aquarius is business yeah. owners like yes. I'm like ah. So, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of similarities I've seen in you, too. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Deanna Cruz Unfiltered Podcast. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to the Deanna Cruz Unfiltered Podcast. Don't forget to leave a review and a five-star rating. Every review helps more people discover the show. Follow me and check out all the other members of the DCU crew on my Instagram and Twitter. It's just at Deanna Cruz.